Welcome back to another episode of the Small Town Nerdcast. I am your host, Brian, and with me today is no one. <laughs> Sorry for the late episode this week. I just got distracted with work and family, like I always do. It's funny because I always feel like when I'm on shift, it's so hard to take time to like unearth stories or you know write a script, because I do kind of put an outline together like so it's like on shift i'm switching between days and nights i always find it hard to um find time to produce the podcast and then when i work on my day my day only weeks where i'm working like monday through thursday normal people hours i just like lately man i guess it's just because it's so hot i just come home and i don't want to do anything so i end up just reading manga online or like, I think it's TikTok, man. TikTok is what is like a huge time suck and you just, you get sucked into it because one, it's always something different. Like, I mean, yeah, it kind of finds like your attractions or like, you know, your interest and plays you a lot of similar things to that. But it's never like you're not watching the same videos over and over again. You know, like when I go to YouTube, it seems like it's always the same videos or my subscriptions don't. Like the people I'm subscribed to don't upload constantly. So, you know, I see a lot of the same videos just sitting in my subscriber feed and I'm just kind of waiting for something new. But with TikTok, it's always something new. It's always like it's the, you're chasing after something, man. And so like it's just a huge time suck. And I need to figure out a way to limit myself because it's so hard, man. It's so hard to like put that barrier on something that you get so much enjoyment out of. Because, let's face it, life sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But other than that, I mean, things have been pretty good. Uh, just kind of enjoying reading a, tons of manga. I picked up a new one, and I got really sucked into it. Uh, where I pretty much just, not disowned, but very much neglected all the other books that I was reading. Even when they were getting updated, I still kept reading through this one manga. And uh, we'll just talk about it now. And then we'll get into the Nifty Nerd News. And then we'll get out of here. So, quick episode today. So, the anime is already out. And I tried watching the anime of that time I got reincarnated into a slime. And it seemed funny. It seemed ridiculous. And it was kind of funny. I watched like the first episode and I started the second episode. But just couldn't keep going i don't know what it was i just couldn't find interest in this character the slime character and it just it felt like it was taking forever to get to a point of interest for me and so i, I just stopped and this was months ago like this is a long ass time ago when i started watching or tried watching this anime and then as i was going through my manga reader app i came across a manga that looked pretty neat i didn't notice the slime character on the front and it was like called by its japanese name so i had no clue what it was i started reading it and i guess i was far enough along where for like the first maybe eight to ten pages i 
didn't recognize I was reading the same story of the anime that I just couldn't get through. And what's great about manga, though, is things kind of progress fairly quickly, storyline-wise, or you can read through them pretty quickly. And I got interested. I was interested because, one, it gives you a little more backstory than I think the anime does, or a little more setup. And so you kind of get a feel for the character a little bit more or have points of relatability that sometimes the animes kind of gloss over or can't put in because they don't have the time or the resources to do. So I started getting interested and then they spin to where, wow, now this character is getting very interesting and the lifestyle that he wants to live and the things he has to do to get there are far more entertaining than the anime even could couldn't even get to for me. So now, because of reading the manga and being really engrossed, I think I'm I've already read all the way through 98 chapters of it, and I'm caught up to it on the on the website that translates it into English. So there's probably more chapters out there that just haven't been translated to English yet. But now I kind of want to go back and watch the anime, and that happens a lot to me now. I find manga on this app that I get really into and then it turns out hey there's an anime for it like there was one i was reading and it was oh what was the title something along the lines of i got kicked out of the heroes party so i started a quiet life or something like that like i I just remember the main thing was i got kicked out of the heroes party and it turns out like the guy who was the brother of the hero who was this girl like ultra powerful and whatever he ends up, something happens where he ends up getting left out of the group and he decides to just kind of retire and live a quiet life in a small village. And it's a slice of life type uh, anime and manga where he's just go about his daily life, trying to build up a shop so that he can make an income and live a peaceful life. And the people that come into his life in, in this new life and from his old life and how he deals with it all while trying to hide who he is. But then the other side of that story is what's happening to the hero's party after he has left the group and how some of the people of the party thought that he was worthless and fe- until he left and realized all the things that he did either behind the scenes or was able to maybe command because it it seemed like he was like the true leader of the team or like strategist of the team. And now that they lost their strategist, it was a bunch of powerful people, but with like no real direction. And so it's a really cool story. I really enjoyed it. And I started reading it on the manga reader and then I found out there was an anime, you know, so that's been pretty cool. Like, like here recently, Besides, like, other, like, I really haven't been reading Western comics at all, but I've been really just so engrossed in the manga and anime right now because it's so easy to get so many different things and there's so much content out there. Whereas, like, and I've talked about this before, like, reading American comics, it just always feels like the same regurgitated story that. Like, the same characters, like, the exact same characters. Like, Spider-Man is always, at the end of the day, is always going to be Peter Parker. It doesn't matter that Superior Spider-Man was a thing where Doc Ock got to be Peter Parker. And, you know, mind wiped. But then at the end of that run, it had to be Peter again. You know, it wasn't, like, permanent changes. Like, every, like, and 
and I get it. Like they have to do that because like everyone goes to those characters. Like Marvel goes to their Marvel characters for these people. People go to DC characters for these like Superman. You know, you don't go there for a Superman that is just different. I mean, they make different characters that use the Superman moniker, but like Clark Kent will always be Clark Kent in a way, you know, and it, it kind of sucks. It's nice to have manga where they could kill off the main hero. They could kill all of his friends and they don't come back. They could do permanent lasting damage to these people and it'd be a thing. Like, spoiler alert, there was a manga that I loved reading. Well, I've watched the anime first called Fuka. It's a music anime. Uh, I'm huge in the music, so I love stuff like that. You know, kids in high school start a band and by the end of the anime, because it's only one season, like they end up playing kind of like a battle of the bands and things work out great for them. The manga, however, and this is a huge spoiler, so skip the next like two minutes if you uh, plan to read Fuka and don't want to be spoiled. The who you think is like the main girl of the uh, manga dies. Like they're trying to do the battle of the band. She ends up not showing up to it where in the anime she shows up and everything goes great. Well, she doesn't show up, and they find out she gets hit by a fucking car or a bus or something. She dies. And then now the story revolves around the uh, the main male character of the story and his grieving process and trying to continue on the dream of the band and the people he meets along the way that either help him or try to get in the way of that success, whether it be himself, other band members, or outside sources. And... It's all the better for that story arc. But God forbid anything like that happen in an American comic. God forbid. I mean, well, you know, Uncle Ben dies because he has to die. But like, like what? May Parker's still alive. I don't think she's going anywhere, even though she's been like 99 years old for the past 90 years. But like they would never kill off characters like that or they bring them back i mean like yes they've killed like gwen but they bring gwen back all the fucking time like she's like a clone in one instance she's just from another universe and another so like to me with american comics there are no lasting repercussions you know and so that kind of takes some of the bite out of their stories i don't get that with manga i don't get that with webtoons i get genuine permanent storytelling and when a character does come back, it's for a great reason, not because they just have to reset the series for a new audience. Like, it's long-lasting and effective, which I enjoy and love. Anyway, enough about that rant. <laughs> um, that's kind of what I've been digesting here in the small-town nerd nerdum of it all. Oh, also, Casey told me she signed RJ up for our, like, public library's uh, Lego camp or lego league i don't know what you would call it but they get together on weekends and build legos and do fun stuff like that and we missed last weekend because we went out of town but he signed up for that and that's a cool thing uh, let's move on to the nifty nerd news real quick and then we'll just get out of here for the weekend so what first i want to talk about she hulk attorney at law not because it's out yet that actually happens tomorrow or i guess today's the 17th so if you listen to this tomorrow it's the 18th it's out now so let's go watch it um but with this show about to come out, uh, early reviews from critics who got early screenings of it have started to make their way out into the public light without being too spoilerly, spoiler-y. 
And for the most part, they seem very positive about She-Hulk, attorney at law. Uh, A lot of them are really happy with Tatiana Manzlani's performance. They say she shines in the role. Uh, They say a lot of the secondary characters. We know um, Wong is in it. We know, I think, The Abomination. There's another, looks like, villain. We know Daredevil's going to be in it at some point. They say all these secondary characters really help the character to uh, really take the spotlight of the show. They say it's humorous, it's relatable, charming, the fourth wall breaking's great. Um, there are very few, I wouldn't call them even negative reviews, or we'll just call them critical reviews, where they're like, eh, it's kind of a slow build up to the humor, or like, it's kind of slow to let you know what it is, but once it's there, it's great. You know, that's kind of what we've been seeing. The other thing that's been going on is like this really crazy, even though the show's not out yet, there's been a huge number of people already trying to like, vote bomb or like rate bomb it and give it like terrible ratings for some reason and i don't even know why i can't like i don't think the actress said anything crazy i think it's just a bunch of like gatekeeping mouth breathers that just don't want anyone to have a good time like oh this is a female character I fucking hate female characters all right like i don't know everything that i've seen with the show looks amazing looks fantastic i've loved miss marvel i'm so excited for she hulk it looks like there's gonna be tons of cameos and other great people so i'm super stoked for this man and i can't wait to see what real reviews and real public opinion will look like because like all these fucking trash bags are trying to ruin it for everyone um speaking of public trash bags (laughs) ezra miller has well, he's done a lot of, or they have done a lot of things, excuse me, from choking out someone in Iceland to allegedly holding a family hostage to wearing body armor, having like guns and having a illegal cannabis farm to terrorizing everyone in Hawaii. And now they are um, apologizing, (laughs) which look, Ezra has claimed that they have mental issues that they need to work through and are seeking uh, professional help for, and I am all for that. But to just be like, yo, sorry I was a dick, kind of is not enough, in my opinion. Like, And while a lot of the stuff that's happening is all alleged with eyewitness sources saying all this about Ezra Miller... It's still a hugely terrible look. I mean, the public intoxication and assaults are all confirmed because they've been videotaped. Like, they have Ezra Miller choking someone in an Icelandic bar. They have them in Hawaii, like, harassing people and assaulting people. Like, so it's not like, oh, this is all hearsay, but... Like, I don't know about the whole gun thing. Apparently, like, a one-year-old with the family that he is harboring or holding hostage or taking care of. It's very unclear what the what what they're doing with this family. But apparently the one-year-old got, like, a bullet and put it in its mouth, like, as a toy. Thankfully, nothing bad happened from it. But it's just not a good look, you know, leaving your guns and ammo where one-year-olds can just get to it. But, hey, they're coming out to apologize for it, which is great seeing as the Flash movie is about to come out really, really soon. (laughs) And I'm sure Warner Brothers was like, 
you need to do this or we will probably murder you. Because the way that things typically seem to go right now with Warner Brothers and HBO and all that stuff is they're just dropping shit like crazy. And I am still shocked they have not just dropped the Flash movie because of how problematic Ezra Miller has been for the even without even doing promotional stuff the promotion of this movie so in my eyes I would try to distance myself from the alleged slash slash video proof evidence of Ezra Miller's very not good behavior villainous behavior if you will I just you know I cancel Batgirl why cancel the Batgirl movie with people who, yeah, it might have sucked, but it was people who didn't suck. Like, everyone who worked on that movie didn't suck, from what I can tell. The Flash movie, not so much the case. <laughs> and yes, a lot of people worked on that movie, too. And I understand you spent millions more dollars on that movie than you did the Batgirl movie. But come on, man. Even Marvel puts out duds every now and then. But people love them because there's an audience for that. And there was an audience for Batgirl. So why? Why punish that audience? Okay, rant over. Next news item uh, from... Actually, well, we'll get into some sad news items first. And then we'll go into a comment or... I don't, I don't know what you call it. We'll get to it, but So I wanted to not announce because this is old news, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast. Uh, talk about the passing of Olivia Newton-John and Nichelle Nichols. So, obviously, sucks that both of them are gone. Uh, I think Olivia Newton-John was one of my earliest crushes, like celebrity crushes. And, it like, I mean, not like I was a kid or anything when this, when Grease was being made, but... Like, I'd seen Grease as a young child, and I remember, oh, Sandy, 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 you were a beautiful, beautiful young lady. <laughs> and, I mean, Grease, the movie, is just a classic, uh, and I think anyone who enjoys not only musicals but movies would say Grease is one of those classic movies that you just, you have to watch, man. Like, it's just so good, and it's... It's of its time, but man, is it like a young John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, all that stuff is just fantastic. And so it sucks that she's passed away. I think she was 73 years old and had breast cancer. I think stage four, where I think it's where like metastasizes like all over your body. Like, so there's like, there's no coming back from that. So that really sucks. But uh, I mean, and even in her pictures when she's older, she's beautiful, man, like. My goodness. <laughs> Dang. Anyway, so yeah. Shout out to her and her family. Hopefully things are um, well, obviously not going well, but hopefully uh, they're handling things the best way that they can. Uh, on to Nichelle Nichols, who I believe was 90 at her passing. Um, she f- just one phenomenal uh, young actress. And I mean, she kept acting she did tons of other stuff but i mean of course her big role was playing lieutenant uhura i can't remember if i'm saying that right that's how i've always said it, uhura uh in star trek you know and being like this prominent person of color on television and in a sci-fi show like in front of nerds and everyone 
is like such a big deal. Like people, I mean, I think people realize it, but I think at, at sometimes people kind of overlook that and don't realize how big of a deal that was back when she was on the show on, on Star Trek, you know, and being not only a person of color in the future, but being a leader, you know, she was a lieutenant. She wasn't just some nub cleaning the ship or doing like basic work like I do. Like she was a leader and someone to look up to. You know, we've all we all know the stories how famously and historically she shares the first interracial kiss, which happens with Will Shatner on the show. And that was like the first interracial kiss televised. Sorry, not just the first interracial kiss, but first one televised, which, you know, was phenomenal in its own right. And then like we've all heard stories of how uh, when she was possibly thinking about quitting the show, uh, she actually uh, and I believe she's told this story multiple times. that Martin Luther King Jr. had reached out to her or talked to her and told her how much it means to have uh, her on a show for like tons of not just women, but people like black people, other people of color to have someone. I think the way they say it, like someone who's not only playing a like a leadership role, but is in the future. Like there's in like giving hope that there is a future for us and giving a hope that things can, you know, like, like we, we did it, you know? And like, it's just kind of funny to think about it like that with, with, you know, being where I came from and not having those same struggles growing up, but being able to see someone who looks like you on what is a wildly popular show. I mean, that has to give you hope, man, you know, like, when I see chunky brown boys with glasses on TV, that makes me happy. <laughs> like that gives me hope. Like uh, so, no, like, but like, not to li- belittle that at all. I mean, she played a way epic part of history, being on that show and being who she was, and inspiring the people that she inspired to do things. Like, I mean, I've heard stories of people who have been inspired to go into engineering and work for NASA and do other like high profile things because of the work that Nichelle Nichols did on Star Trek, you know, and it, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of cool, you know, like, like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's a great thing. It sucks that she's gone. I mean, hell, she lived 90 years so that I can only pray I get to live that long, you know, hell, I can only pray that I get to live as long as Olivia Newton-John, but, um, great stuff man and so sad to hear that she's gone but man did she leave behind a great legacy with that being said the last thing i wanted to wrap up with was a comment that i read on reddit it was from a user named downy pond and he made the suggestion that what if marvel just promoted the comic books that um inspired the movie like the the like you know their marvel movies what like promote the comic books that these movies were inspired by you know um which all these movies have an inspiration with the latest one being the thor uh love and thunder being inspired from the mighty thor series by jason aaron and i can't remember who drew it so i feel really bad i think asad ribic did some of the art on there and i'd be lying if i told you any other artists that uh, did it but um you know, it's famous run has Gore the God Butcher in it, and it's pretty much 
and even in some shot for panel likeness, like exact shot for panel type stuff from his comic book run to the big screen, you know? So, and I like this idea. I love this idea. Why not promote the comic books where these stories came from? Because one, you can say, Hey, if there was something in the movie you didn't like, check out the comic book. Cause it's a hundred percent going to be better because they could spend more time in different parts and build a better story from it and not cram it all into a three. I think it was only two and a half hour movie, but you know, I think that's a great idea, but they don't do that and they won't do that because as one user, I can't remember who it was, pointed out, doing that means, oh, you better fucking pay these writers and artists because they essentially just, like, you're proving right there that they essentially were the ones to write this story that you're interpreting for the com- for the movies. And so, um, yeah, Marvel's probably not going to do that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Disney and Marvel while make amazing content that we all know and love, probably not the nicest people in the world. I mean, we've heard what they do to visual effects artists that drive them insane and make them feel like they're working for an abusive parent. So I can only imagine they're not willing to pay paid employees any more money than they feel like they deserve, is what I'm saying. Because, like, you know, these people are already hired to some type of contract to write stories for them, and that, I guess, is their way around, like, like we'll give you the credit for the characters, but, you know, you're really writing this story for us. And it's, you know, we hold the licenses and the property. You're just getting the play on our playground. Like, this is our playground. You're just getting the play on it. And so we'll pay you to do that to make us money, but that's all you're getting. And I don't know if that's fair, man, because if their stories are directly being recrafted for the big screen like molded and recrafted i believe these people one deserve to get paid for extra for that or at least get like some type of producer payment for that i'm not saying residuals but give them something you know because i mean you can make tons of money with residuals but i think it's fair to pay them extra if you're adapting their stories for the big screen and I like I think this would be an overall great move for Marvel, and oh, it builds the brand, gets more people interested into the comic books, and want to go out and read those comic books, or you know go to the app, get the Marvel Unlimited app, and read all their comics there, which I keep not doing because I just for whatever reason I don't want to justify spending. I think it's fifteen dollars a month now. It might still only be ten dollars a month, but whatever. So yeah. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> Marvel, pay your people. Make us happy. Don't be a DC. Because DC right now is just... That's a sinking ship. It is going down faster than the Titanic. And more spectacularly and bloody, it appears. So please don't be that way. Be better. Be greater. Oh, also, speaking of being greater, uh, watch the last season... or Well, this most recent season... Of Stranger Things season four, and it was freaking awesome. And I need to go back and watch season three because I completely skipped over it. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with my life. But season four, phenomenal. Eddie, my hero. Spoilers, RIP, the true savior of this town. But, uh, with that being said, guys, that is all that I have for the small town nerdcast this week. As well as small town nerdum. 
I think someone had a refrigerator stolen. They were putting it outside to like clean, and then someone just straight up jacked it. <laughs> like they put it outside so they could clean it in the area where the fridge was and then put it back in, which I don't know why you would do something like that. Or maybe they were swapping it out with a new fridge. Well, someone saw the fridge out there and was like, well, no one's guarding it. Yoink, it's mine. So that was kind of like the quick small town drama that's been going on currently. And um, there, never mind, I'll save that for the next. I will save the roundabout update for another episode because there is an update. Anyways, that's all that I have for you guys this week, and we will see y'all next week. Not to pry out, but we will see you later.